A Life of Bliss. Being a brand new biographical series about Bachelor Bliss with Brenda Bruce as his married sister Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holiday, and George Cole as the shy young bachelor himself, David Alexander Bliss. Last week, a new job for David Bliss with a firm of toy manufacturers. Hooked on his verbal contortions, I made it an excuse to see him a couple of days ago and asked how he felt about running their export department. Well, excited, naturally. It's only a small firm, of course. But an important job. Yes, and I couldn't be more thrilled at the prospect. Particularly of earning more lolly. Oh, good heavens, it's not that that thrills me. It's a chance of doing something worthwhile, seeing more of the world. But you'll be based in England, surely? A home base, but with occasional trips overseas. Wonderful experience. You believe travel does broaden the mind? Yes, and fully realise mine's right for expansion. I'm not saying the extra cash doesn't interest me, but... If only uh, to spend on your girlfriend, Tina. Ah, now, look, if I've said it once... You've said it a dozen times. I do not want to discuss my private life. Sorry, you were about to say... That for my money, it's far more important to have experiences with broad-based girls. <laughs> Better to, to get my thrills from experienced foreign broads, you know. One more time. More important for me to gain experience by getting oversexed. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Freud might have explained it, but I'd rather not try. Nor me, I have a bank manager to keep happy... Back to the present, over to David and Tina at the fellow's house and still on the subject of money with the profit motive. Tina. Hello, darling. Now, this is what I call an unexpected pleasure. I told you I might. What? Pop in on the way back from the hairdresser. Ah, yes, but I wasn't absolutely sure you were expecting. Um... Pardon? Wasn't absolutely sure I'd had the pleasure. Um, oh, hello. Help me off with my coat instead. Not that I can stop long. How come you opened the front door before I rang the bell? Of course, sight of you coming along the road. Oh, I see. Sitting room? Yes. Honestly, who'd be a dog owner? I've just been giving Sighty a bath. I know. I should take your jacket off and hang it up to dry. My trousers are soaking wet, too. Yes. <laughs> but we must draw the line somewhere. Now, what on earth do you mean by... Oh, I see what you mean. And the quicker we get off the trousers, the better. <laughs> off the subject. Sighty in here? Yes. Hello, Psyche. My goodness, you do look beautiful. <laughs> what was all that about? She's just agreeing with you. <laughs> Is Anne at home? No. Tony said it was time she had a new dress and sent her off to buy one. You don't mean it was his idea? Yes. A husband volunteering to buy his wife a dress? Yes. Was it that surprising? Well, I shouldn't tell any other husbands. It could lead to a lynching. As a matter of fact, Anne said she'd really got all the clothes she wanted. Anne said that? Yes. Then there's only one answer. They've both become hippies. Well, Tony's out in the garden somewhere. I know. I can see him through the French window. Uh, who's the man with him? Oh, Mr. Bartlett. Works for a firm of civil engineers, specialists in building motorways. I know, because I answered the door. And? He mistook me for Tony and handed me his card. Come on, let's sit down. Now, what's he, what's he doing out there? Well, giving Tony a few tips on the rockery he's planning to have out there. Well, it's going to be quite a size, then. Why? If Tony's called in a firm of civil engineers. <laughs> well, Bartlett happens to be a keen gardener. Keen enough to give up his Saturday afternoon for a stranger? No, apparently. It's all very mysterious. Look, if you come away from the window, I could kiss you. Can't you kiss me here? Well, not without going outside and breaking the glass. <laughs> I'd say there was some big plot afoot. Tina, there is no mystery and no plot. No? No. Then why is Tony giving an impression of a man marked down by the mafia? Doing what? Keeps on... Hey, careful, don't let him see you. Keeps on darting frightened glances round at the house. Now, you're just letting your imagination run away with you. Good heavens. What? Mine's just caught up. But what's he got to be frightened about? 
You giving the game away to Anne? Well, yet to establish that they've gone into a huddle. Look. Talking in loud voices, too, by the look of it. Like a couple of conspirators. Now, how would you explain that? Rehearsing for an open-air production of Julius Caesar? <laughs> no, perhaps not. But, well, Tony is an honourable man. So is Brutus. He's hatching a plot, all right. But what? I can't imagine, but... Oh, wait a second. Maybe I can. You can? There's an awful lot of spare garden on that side, isn't there? Well, they were lucky enough to move here before the road was properly developed. Big enough to build another house on. Yes, but I doubt if they need an annex. But don't you see? That could be Tony's big plot. Well, of course it is. He'd hardly be renting it from somebody else. <laughs> I told you they bought... The... Oh, oh I, I, I see what you're getting at. You think he's going to... to sell it to Mr. Watsit. What's more, Tony's just semaphored confirmation. Semaphored it? Well, as good as. Stretched out his arms to indicate where the fence would come. Honestly, I've never known anybody as quick as you at jumping to conclusions. He's doing it again. Except me. <laughs> then you agree? No, 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 no. Anne adores the garden. He wouldn't dream of selling it as a building plot. What makes you so sure? Because she wouldn't let him get away with it. Which could explain... Why he's got her out of the way. I'm definitely speeding up. Where are they off to now? Hmm? Oh, heading for the... Well, keep back out of sight. Tony will think you're spying on him. Oh, heading for the front gate, I guess. Yes, they're just... Oh, Columbus. Oh, don't tell me Tony saw you. There was something about him that gave me the impression he did. What was that? He gave me a wave. <laughs> and you didn't wave back? No. Then he'll know you're the man from Uncle. But I can't understand what Tony's thinking about. He'll never be able to keep it a secret from Anne. Why not? Well, she's bound to get a bit suspicious when the builders arrive and start digging the foundations. Well, he could be planning to present her with a fait accompli. How? Sell now, tell later. Well, Anne will present him with much more than a fait accompli if he does that. You think she'd feel that strongly about it? Well, I think he'd stand a better chance with the mafia. Still, we can't be sure we're right. Well, we'll soon know if we are. How will we? Tony will breeze in, matey as you like, and, surprise, surprise, ask you not to say anything to Anne about Mr. Watsit's visit. Or, surprise, surprise, about the rockery. Well, the biggest surprise would be me managing not to give him away. Then you'd be better off with the mafia. Well, at least you'll be here to give me moral support. Ah, oh, but I won't. I'm off. Why suddenly? Two reasons. I'm due back at the flat to have tea with Sheila's mother. Late now, in fact. And the second reason? Rather you than me. Well, face Tony, you mean. I hate to say it, honey, but you're in a tight spot. My natural habitat. Yes, but, but this situation needs handling as, as delicately as, a, as an unexploded bomb. It does? Explosive mixture. Man's lust for gold for a start. Is what? Man's like gold dust these days. Well, I suppose it is. And if Tony's plotting to sell it, he's bound to have a sense of guilt. And that's bad? Oh, that's dynamite. One false move from you and... Bloom! Well, you frighten the life out of Psyche. <laughs> and out of me. Particularly considering my potential. As what? A human detonator. <laughs> Uh, don't be daft. Bomb isn't here yet. Anyway, I still think there's a chance we may be wrong. In here, Tony. Breathing natally in. How can you possibly tell? I mean, he sounded friendly, I admit, but... Well, dear old lad, Operation Rock Garden. Oh, hello, Tina. I didn't know you were here. Just going. Oh, don't be silly. There's no reason for you to rush off. Ah, oh, but there is. I promised my flatmate I'd be back. I'd rather me than her. What? Face you. <laughs> Face me. No, 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 that was, that was, that was a sneeze. A sneeze? Facial! <laughs> that was another. Probably got a chill coming on, darling. I shouldn't see me to the door. Bye-bye, Psyche. Bye, Tony. Yeah, bye, Tina. Bye, Tina. And what was all that about? Facial! Or what? <laughs> okay, I'll drop the subject as a reward for quick thinking. It wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> you know, what wasn't too bad before, but it uh, seems to have got worse. Uh, that chap definitely knows his stuff. 
Who? Mr. Bartlett? How do you know his name? I let him in. Oh, yes, 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 beginning, yes, yes. Yes, he knows just about all there is to know about rock plants. I must say, I'm looking forward to starting on it. Yes, well, if you'd like to go and get on with it now, don't let me detonate you. Don't <laughs> indeed detain you. Now, what, I wonder, prompted that? Oh, Tina was saying she, um, she read an article about them today. About what? Unexploded Tonys. <laughs> oh, Bob. You seem very nervous. Yes, because I, I made a slip, and I know you always think there's something behind them. Well, there is 99 times out of 100. I know, but that happened to be the 99. No, no, 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, calm, calm down, calm down, yes. Oh, oh by the way, David, you, uh, you know Anne's going to your mother's next weekend. Oh, yes. Well, that's when I'm planning to get the rockery done, so I'd rather you didn't tell her about it or about Bartlett. It's not all that important, and the... Uh, well, I'm sure you understand. Well, of course I do. Yes. You want it kept secret so that, surprise, surprise, it comes as a surprise. I mean, and what, I wonder, prompted that? Well, you know what they say. Everything comes in threes. That is, I, 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 I was thinking of something else, Tina said. Something about me? Oh, good heavens, no, mate. It was long before you breezed in. Not before you came in. Which leaves me wondering why you should suddenly call me mate. Oh, come now, Tony. What's so surprising, surprising about that? No, only one surprising. It's, it's the in word nowadays. Everybody uses it. I, I'm always using it myself. And I can't believe it is the first time, either. The first time what? That I've called you Brutus. Brutus? No, no. Yes. That I've called you mate. Which leaves you wondering. What the devil prompted all that? Something else Tina said, I suppose. Oh, strange as it may seem. What this time? That she once saw an open-air garden of Julius Caesar. Open-air garden? No, no, no. Saw you in open-air production. Uh, so, so all right, all right. Let's have it. What do you think you found out? I haven't found out anything. I caught sight of you at the window earlier on, didn't I? I don't know. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, come to think of it, I did spy out on you once. And I did glance out of the window once. But I, I didn't catch sight of you. You don't seriously expect me to believe that? Well, it stands to reason I didn't see you, Tony. Why does it? Because if I had, I'd have waved back. <laughs> and how do you know I waved? Well, sometimes you, you see something subconsciously. Oh, my! Do me a favor. I don't know what the hell you suspect, but you can take it from me, you're wrong. Yes, I'm sure I am. You know, not that I suspect anything. I really can't think of anything more straightforward. Than what? Well, planting a plottery. Rooking <laughs> a gardenery. Um, keep going. Hatching a conspiracy. Down! Oh, now you're getting down to it. You know, you've got me in such a state, I don't know whether I'm on my head or my heels. You're lucky you're not flat on your back. Oh, no, no, wait, Tony. Before we come to blows, let's get this straight. If you say there's nothing to be suspicious about, I accept that. Yeah, or yes, yes, all right. I, I wouldn't know about anything suspicious. I was concerned that you might blab it all out to Anne. Well, who can blame you? Well, so there you are. I, I may have given that impression. Yes, it was a jolly good impression, too. Of what? A man marked down by the... Uh, mapping the whole thing out in his mafia. In his mind. I think it'll be all to the good myself. I suppose you know what you mean, but I'm damned if I do. Well, with a garden this size, you could do with another big housery. No, 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 with a nice big... That's it. That's what your ferrety little minds work on. Oh, no, 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 listen, Tony, you, you can't have it both ways. And you've said it about me often enough. Said what about you? That my mind's strictly non-operative. You think, don't you, that I'm planning to sell that side of the garden as a building plot? No. Well, supposing I was. Supposing I was. Not that I'm saying I am. Well, I'm not saying you am either. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> it wouldn't be any of your business, would it? None. But if I was, if I was, do you know how much I'd get for it? Fifteen hundred pounds. Fifteen hundred quid. Now, that'd make a lot of things possible, wouldn't it? Well, I suppose it will, yes. It would, would, would. We could have a better holiday this year. Go to Portugal. Anne's always wanted to go there. She could have the dishwashing machine. 
She entered the new suite of furniture. Yes, but you know, if she had to choose, I think she'd want the garden. Never mind what she wants. What about me? Aren't I entitled to anything? Well, I'm sorry, only you didn't seem to feature on the list. Are you trying to be funny? No. I've worked hard for Anne and the kids. Done without things for years. It's high time I thought of myself. Take that car of my inspector falling to bits. Well, I thought it was going like a bomb. If you'll pardon the expression. What do you know about it? You've never driven the confounded thing. Well, you told me it was going well. Then it serves me right for tempting fate. Ever since then, it's developed every fault in the book. But it was only yesterday you told me. Yes, and last night when I was driving home, it developed every fault in the book. And that's not all. I've had the same set of golf clubs for ten years. And this morning when you were driving off, they developed every fault in the... <laughs> I am not in the mood for jokes. No. Anyhow, what's all the fuss about? What are you getting so steamed up about? Me? Yes, you. Naturally hot-tempered. <laughs> We'd still have as big a garden as anybody else in the road, wouldn't we? Well, yes. Well, then keep quiet about it. About the rockery, about Bartlett, about your miserable little theory. Not a word to end, understand? Or I'll be marking out another plot in the garden, about three feet wide, and how tall are you? Five foot ten. Five foot ten inches long. Heat the rockery on top, and it'll kill two birds with one stone. That'll be Anne now. Now, now, don't say I didn't warn you. No, I won't say that, but I must say... Hello, I'm back. Hello, Anne. Hello, dear. Hello, Psyche. My goodness, you do look different. Good news, darling. I couldn't see a dress I fancied. Here with money returned in full. Oh, keep it by yourself, something else. No, don't be silly, here. No, no, you can't. No, me. really. No, you find something to spend it on. There's nothing I need at the moment. That doesn't sound like you. I was wondering if I was in the right house myself. <laughs> here, take it. What have you been doing? Washing the car? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I, I'm, I'm just on my way to do that now. I'll bring you out a cuppa. You're good. Oh, and Tony, mm -hmm. you're a sweet, generous husband, and I'm really quite fond of you. Sixteen years I've had to wait for that. I wanted to be sure before I said it. And I am very sure. Bless her, old darling. What's she been up to while I was out? <laughs> now, look, don't you start. I mean, I mean... That Tony's told you not to tell me about it? There's nothing to tell. There is, you know. Well, if there is, I don't know about oh, it. Oh, yes, you do. It's written all over your face. All right, then. You'll tell me? No, turn my head away. <laughs> if you're so sure there's something going on, why not go and ask Tony? Okay, I know the answer, because I'm a better bet. That's the right answer. Except that I'm not this time. I was in here with Tina when Tony was out in the garden, so there you are. You see, it stands to reason. What? There's no good asking me what they were up to out there. They? He was up to. Too late. It's a good job I'm not the man from Uncle Thrush. I'd have the world on a plate. <laughs> so Tony's had somebody here, a man, I take it? Yes. And they were out in the garden? Yes, but it's no good asking me what they were talking about, because I obviously couldn't hear. Then I'll go and ask Tony. No, 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 no Anne, wait. Go out there and I'll end up as a rockery. What can you mean? No, it was just something Tony said as a joke. About what? Killing me if I told you about it. Um, ah, so you do know. Yes, but, but it, it's a secret, Anne. I'm sure you wouldn't want me to give it away. You don't have to. I know. Ah, no, you're not going to catch me like that. But I do. Oh, it's no good. You're wasting your time. Selling off part of the garden. Look, I've told you, you're just wasting... You do know. Guessed. And you've been kind enough to confirm it. And now Tony's going to know about it. Where are you going? To have it out with him while I'm in the mood. And, and I, I don't want to be a rockery. <laughs> You're right. He'll think you told me everything. Well, to be fair, I can't think of anything I missed out. I have to leave it, then. No, thanks, Anne. I have never been so angry in my life. Never. Hurt, too. He knows how much that garden means to me. Yes, but I think it's different from a man's point of view. Now, as Tina said, land's like gold dust nowadays. So? Well, you can't blame Tony for lusting after women. 
<laughs> We're lusting after the money. Well, there's no good moping around. We've got to think of some way to stop him selling it. Ridiculous thing is he'd regret it himself bitterly. Oh, you may be right at that. I know I'm right. He wouldn't be able to go out into the garden at all if we had a house on that side. It's bad enough being jammed up against the Leggetts. Well, you've got a fair-sized fence in between. Yes, and whenever we go out, there's Charlotte Leggett's ears jammed up against it. Well, that means she actually listens. Hears every word we say, knows our every move. Seriously? A few more like her around, and there'd have been no point in inventing radar. Husband Henry's no better. Go out in a bikini to sunbathe, and I can feel his beady little eyes following me around. You're joking. He knows every crack in that fence. <laughs> he probably made most of them. With his beady eyes. Well, I think that's plain nasty. I mean, it'd be different if you were a gay young thing with a gorgeous... <laughs> I thought better of it. David? What? The man that was here, do you know his name? Oh, no, no, listen, and don't you think I've told you enough? Now, when you consider that I've just saved you from an early grave... Well, even so. And that with one word to Tony... Hey, Bartlett, B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T, Bartlett. Never heard of him. You don't know where he lives or anything? Well, as a matter of fact, I really am dicing with death. He mistook me for Tony and gave me his card. It's here, look. Oh, blast. It only gives his business address. No, no, it's all right. It gives his home phone number as well. And promise me something. Don't tell me what you're planning to do. No alternative. You're part of it. Oh, no. No, no, I'm sorry. I know your plans of old, and I'm not playing any part in them. I refuse. Completely point-blank, categorically. With just one word to Tony. What's my part? All you've got to do... Well, that's how they all begin. ...is to ring up Mr. Bartlett and say you've changed your mind about selling the land. And what notice, I'd like to know, would he take of me? Tony's the only person who could... Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 that's out. Tina talked me into impersonating him on the phone not so long ago. Catastrophe. He only met Tony today. So? He wouldn't know his voice on the phone. You could talk normally. And on the phone, I never talk normally. Well, you've only got to say a few words. But that's the point. There is no happy medium with me. You're on an avalanche to nothing. I'll get the number for you. No, 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 Anne, Anne, hold on a moment. Wait a second. Think for a minute. What about Tony? What if he finds out? Well, how could he? He was going to tell him. Well, don't look now, but I'm right beside you. <laughs> oh, now, listen, David. One word to Tony about this and I'll, I'll poison your food. Anne, even leaving me out of it, and you ought to have done, are you sure, absolutely sure, you know what you're doing? I told you Tony would regret selling it just as much as I would. You agreed with me, too. I know I did. Come to think of it, you could say I'm doing exactly what he wants me to do. Yes, you could say that. But I like him now. But don't you understand? I'm saving him from himself. Oh, yes, I understand. It's him I'm not so sure about. Yes, well, never mind about that. Look, I want to go through the call with you from the moment Bartlett answers the phone. And I say, Tony Fellows speaking? No, just Fellows. I doubt if you're on Christian names. And then? Well, you've had second thoughts about it, gone into it carefully, decided not to sell. You're sorry to have dragged him out on a wild goose chase, but felt you better let him know straight away. Thousand apologies. Hope he finds something else equally suitable. You said a few words, not a soliloquy. Get dialing. You know, no, no, hang on. Supposing Tony comes walking in. I'm going to keep KB in the hall. I must say you're wonderful, the way you think of everything. You've been wonderful training. 723-1429. Yes, okay. He could have spoken to Tony over the phone, you know. Once, perhaps. Well, he might still recognise his voice. Well, put your handkerchief over the mouthpiece to muffle it. You'll be safe enough, then. Well, I've got a better idea. Put it over my mouth and gag me with it. <laughs> okay, there it is. Now, do you know what to say? Second thoughts, decided against it, wild goose chase, find something equally suitable. And I can speak in my normal voice? With the handkerchief there, safe as houses. But be firm, the firmer you are, the quicker it'll be over. Right, I'll stand in the doorway so that I can signal to you. No, I'm going to be busy enough without receiving... Bartlett? Oh, hello, Bartlett. Normal voice speaking. <laughs> um, muffled Tony here. But, um, Is there something wrong with the line? No, there's just fellows here. No girls? No what? You 
said, there were just fellows there. Yes, that's right. Yeah, look, Bartlett, I've... I still don't know who you are. Oh, don't you? I'm oh, sorry. It's firm speaking. There are fellows speaking. Tony Fellows. Oh, good heavens, yes, I see. Uh, but uh, you said you wouldn't be ringing till tomorrow at the earliest. I did? Yes. Yes, well, I've had second thoughts about that. I take it you're speaking from home. Naturally. Then I presume we'll have to be careful what we say. Well, I certainly will. But you're free to speak now. Yes, and that's why I will. Why? I'm on an avalanche to nothing. I mean... It's okay, old boy. I, uh, how can I put it, understand your problem? You don't mean you're saying. In the sense that I'm a married man myself, yes. Besides, uh, you made the position quite clear. Why? What did I say? That you were happy enough to let me have, uh, you know what, but, uh, how can I put it, anticipated trouble from another direction. Well, I'm anticipating trouble from every direction. You mentioned that too, if you remember. Oh, I've got a shocking memory. Opposition from the people in the next house along. Oh, oh yes, yes, um, there'll be that all right. And frankly, Mr. Barton... Well, why worry? There's nothing they can do about it legally. No, your main problem is on the home front. Oh, no, you're right there, Mr. Bartlett. And having gone into it very carefully... There is something wrong with this line. You know, your, your voice sounds, uh, I don't know, indistinct. Oh, it does work, then. What? Well, muffling it by putting a hack... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> muffled a bit, it sounds, this end. Yeah, sort of uh, woolly. Uh, linen, actually. <laughs> oh, that is, I I'll give the receiver a bang. Hold on. David, for goodness sake, hurry it up. Yes, right up. Yeah, hello, Mr. Bartlett. Still muffled, but I can hear you all right. Look, you'll have to excuse me, but I've got to hurry it along. Understood, old boy. Uh, do I gather you've had a word with shh-you-know-who? No, and I haven't mentioned it to 007 either. <laughs> it's just a joke. I'm, I'm afraid I don't follow you. The better half. No, not even a word of it. The trouble and strife. I know. I've never had an afternoon like it. <laughs> oh, gosh, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, and, and yes, Mr. Bartlett, I have talked it over with shh-you-know-who, and we've decided not to sell you-know-what. Sorry, and all you know that, but there's nothing I can do about it. Nonsense. Never say die. Well, it's been on the tip of my tongue all afternoon. Why not let her sleep on it and tackle her again tomorrow? It wouldn't make any difference if I slept on it for a week. It wouldn't make any difference if I let you sleep with her for a week, Mr. Bartlett. <laughs> What? I, um, I left her alone for a week. Her, her bed's made up, and that's all there is to it. But, uh, her mind. In other words, you dragged me round there for nothing? Well, I'm sorry about that, old goose, but... Um, about that, old boy. But, um, you know who is, you know, wild. Apologies again, and I hope you find somebody else to chase. Somebody else equally bettable. Somewhere else suitable. Sorry, I'm getting a bit tangled up. I did notice. Odd about the line being muffled, too. Yeah, probably something wrong at this end. My thought, exactly. Still, I suppose there's no point in prolonging the discussion. You're none whatsoever. Right. Well, thanks for letting me know. Bye. Goodbye. Not so much an avalanche. More a landslide. Yes, and you were right. You know who is wild. Well, it's over and done with now. Well, except that you're forgetting something. Tony's promised to ring him. But won't. Well, I'd like to know how you're going to stop him. You'll have to know tomorrow. Why? Because you're part of the plan. Oh, no, no, no. Not, not me, not again. I refuse. Completely, point-blank, categorically. And it's no use arguing, either. You wouldn't persuade me in a thousand years. You were in a bad enough position before, but one word to Tony now. And for my next assignment? Tony will be back from the pub at any minute now, so let's make sure that you know what to tell him. Bartlett's just phoned. Luckily, you were in the kitchen. I answered it. He left a message saying he's decided not to buy the land after all. Yes, and that's all there is to it. Now, only a half-wit would make a mess of that. I know, and you don't have yourself to blame. 
I'll get back to the kitchen straight away. Fail me this time, David, and today's lunch will be your last meal. Clear? Painfully. No, Psyche, you stay in here. There's nothing in the kitchen for you. But you can have a taste of my lunch later on. <laughs> I know, I don't blame you either. Oh, hello, Tony. I say, guess what? Hmm? Mr. Bartlett's just phoned. Oh, he has? Yes, but luckily Anne was in the kitchen, so I answered it. He left a message to say he's decided against buying the plan. Uh, the plot. Of land. I'll ignore that slip and wait till I've got a few more to work on. What else did he say? Nothing. Now, I may as well give him a ring and find out what it's all about. Uh, except that there was no point in you phoning him because he was on his way out. Now, why, I wonder, should he say that? I, I wouldn't know, but those were the very words he used. Tell fellows I'm on my way out, he said, so there's no point in him poisoning me. <laughs> in him. I'll take a risk on it and ring him anyway. Oh, but you can't. Can't? I, I'm expecting a phone call from Tina. Well, she's coming to lunch, isn't she? Yes, but she, um, she, she should have been here half an hour ago. I'm, I'm worried something may have happened to her. Oh, well, that'll be her now. So worries are over. Well, don't just stand there. Go and let the girl in. Yes. Yes, right, huh? <laughs> All right, then, come on, quickly. Quickly, darling. Come on. Oh, good heavens, it's you, Mr. Bartlett. Uh, Mr. Fellow's in. Uh, no, no, Annie, he won't be in all day. Ah, well, never mind. I'll call round another time. No, he won't be in at that time either. I mean, that is, he's flying off on a business trip tomorrow, around the world. Uh, if you'd like to try next year... Yeah, forgive me, won't you? I'm just getting ready to go out myself. Goodbye. Who is that, dearie? Some door-to-door -door salesman. On a Sunday? Selling books by Billy Graham. It looks as if he's come back again. No, it's okay. I'll talk to him. Hello, Tony. Uh, oh, it's you, Tina. Go along in. I've brought Anne some flowers. Oh, I say, how jolly nice. I'll take them in. She's in the kitchen. Oh, all right, then I will. Uh, see you in a second, darling. Yes, right up. Uh, lucky for you, it wasn't bad bit again, eh, David? <laughs> to say the least of it. You're not ah, it was. So, it was him. Now, look, I'm not going to warn you again. What I do about the garden's none of your business. No concern of yours whatsoever. But a great concern to me, Tony. Yes. Well, 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 well. Well, if you must know, Anne, I've, I've already put a letter in the post to tell him I've decided not to sell it. Nonsense. Oh, you can ring him up on Monday morning and check if you like. No, no, I believe you. Fact is, there are more important things than money. The garden, for example. And for an even better example, you. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an extra big helping of chicken for that. I'll even bring Psyche a slice. Mm, hear that, Psyche? <laughs> yes, yeah, safe as houses. Thanks to Tony. Meaning what? Just that everything in the garden's lovely. <laughs> Tina. Hello, darling. Now, this is what I call an unexpected pleasure. Careful now. We had enough trouble with that last Saturday. Ah, yes, but don't worry. I won't get you into trouble today. <laughs> Help you off with your coat. Safer. There we are, then. Sitting room? Yes. Anne's gone down to your parents for the weekend, hasn't she? Yes. Went off. Then you go. Went off this morning. Tony, too? No, he's out in the garden somewhere. Uh, darling, Tina. Mm. <laughs> Good gracious. What was that for? Just to show how much you love me. No, just to stop you seeing Tony's out there talking to another stranger. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And we mustn't jump to conclusions this time. So there's only one answer. Which is? Carry on kissing. That was The Life of Bliss with George Cole as David Bliss, Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Muriel Pablo as Tina Holliday, and Percy Edwards as Psyche. Bartlett was played by John Graham. A Life of Bliss is written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by Edward Taylor. <laughs> <laughs>